The following is a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de church people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org. All right. Well, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, Before I get started, actually, I want to say thank you to Katie for preaching last week and giving me the opportunity to rest during the sermon on rest. I really appreciated that. And uh, we we showed this fun little video today for Father's Day for a number of reasons. One, because it's funny and and it's it's fun. Two, because it reminds us that sometimes the the father figures in our lives do have rules for us that don't always make sense. Um, It reminds us that many people have unconventional families. Uh, The the girls in that movie had lost their, their mother and father. And so here they were with this man who would become their father figure, but certainly an unconventional situation. And I know many people have come today with an unconventional family, and we're so glad that you're here on Father's Day with us. Uh, It also reminds us that fatherhood is not always easy. In fact, most fathers, when it happens to them, are completely unprepared for what is about to come ahead of them, and we need God's grace. Amen? (laughs) Yes. Well, I once came across a job description for fathers that just kind of highlights just how difficult this job is. So let me start today by sharing that with you, at least part of it. The uh, position overview on the job description for dads. Long-term team players needed for challenging permanent work in an often chaotic environment. Candidates must possess excellent communication and organizational skills and be willing to work variable hours, which include evenings and weekends and frequent 24-hour shifts on call. Some overnight travel required, including trips to primitive camping sites on rainy weekends and endless sports tournaments in faraway cities. Travel expenses not reimbursed. Extensive courier duties also required. Responsibilities. Here are some of the responsibilities that are included in this job description. Must provide on-site training in basic life skills, such as nose blowing. (laughs) Must have strong skills in negotiating and conflict resolution and crisis management. (laughs) Ability to suit your flesh wounds a plus. Must, (laughs) Must be able to think outside the box but not lose track of the box because you will most likely need it for a school project. (laughs) Must reconcile petty cash disbursements and be proficient in managing budgets and resources fairly. Unless you want to hear, he got more than me for the rest of your life. Must be able to drive motor vehicles under safe... The vehicle safely under loud and adverse conditions, which while simultaneously practicing above mentioned skills in conflict resolution, must be willing to withstand criticism such as, you don't know anything, (laughs) must be willing to be hated at least temporarily until somebody needs 10 bucks for the movies. Must handle assembly and product safety testing of a half million cheap plastic toys and battery-operated devices. And there's more, but I'll just read one more for you. Must be willing to be indispensable one minute and an embarrassment the next. Yes. This is why we honor fathers today. Thank you for all that you do here, dads. And we know that your job is not always easy. 
Now, wouldn't you know it, today we come to a commandment that mentions fathers. It's almost like I planned it that way. Uh, Today, we've been, as Ben mentioned in his prayer, by the way, Ben's going to be a dad here again soon, so congratulations on on that. Uh, We, as Ben mentioned in his prayer, we have broken down these Ten Commandments into two major commandments, and we did it because that's what Jesus taught us to do. He taught us that the first table of commandments are those that, that teach us how to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Today, as we get to the fifth commandment, we transition to the second group of commandments. And these are the commandments that teach us how to love our neighbor as ourselves. And as we will see in this commandment today, the fifth commandment, loving our neighbor begins at home. So we're going to look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. This is the place that we find the fifth commandment in Exodus. They're also found in Deuteronomy as well. Here is the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And now since that was so short, I want to I skip ahead to Ephesians. The Apostle Paul writes about this commandment in Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to read that together as well. Ephesians chapter 6 beginning in verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. This is the word of God. Please pray with me. Gracious Lord, we thank you so much for these commandments. We thank you for teaching us how to love you over these last four weeks. And now we know that one of the greatest expressions of our love for you is that our love for others will grow. And so as we go into this next segment of the commandments, please, Lord, teach us how to love others as you've called us to love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I didn't quite finish everything that was in this job description for dads. I just want to read two more sections because I just think it's so fun. Here's here's what it says under the possibility of advancement. Virtually none. (laughs) Your job is to remain in the same position for years without complaining, constantly retraining and updating your skills so that those in your charge can ultimately surpass you. And then wages and compensation. You pay them, offering frequent raises and bonuses. A balloon payment is due when they turn 18 because of the assumption that college will help them become financially independent. When you die, you give them whatever is left. So it's really a reverse salary scheme, isn't it? As I've said, fatherhood is not always the easiest task. And incidentally, motherhood is not a walk in the park either most of the time. So I guess it makes sense that God told us to honor our parents as part of the Ten Commandments. So what does that mean, to honor our parents? Well, the literal translation of the word honor in in the original text tells us to 
teach, to treat somebody in a heavy way, to make someone heavy. And now this is in the sense of treating them with high regard, not in the sense of giving them 12 Krispy Kreme donuts every day. Um, although we do have those donuts for dads today, so enjoy, enjoy your donuts. Honoring our parents means ascribing great value and great worth to them. And as you really begin to study this commandment, you begin to realize that it is, the application is really broad, that it really is telling us to do anything and everything that brings honor to our parents. One of the best ways for children to honor their parents is to obey them. I want to put Proverbs 23, a portion of Proverbs 23 up here for you. It says this, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. I heard some of you chuckle there. Um, don't, don't tell your mother that she is old. That, that, that's not what you want to do. Um, the Hebrew word for listen in this passage actually in, it, it implies action. So it's telling kids to listen to their parents, to soak in their wisdom, to soak in the truth that that their parents share with them, but not to just listen, not to just let it pass through your ears, but to put it into action, to listen and to obey. Now, there are spiritual reasons for us to obey our parents. When children obey their parents, it brings honor to God. Earlier, we talked about, we read Ephesians 6, and we're going to put verse 1 back up there for you. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. When children obey their parents, it is an expression of a right relationship with God. It honors the authority figures and the authority structures that God has placed into our world. Then Colossians 3.20 says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. God likes it. It pleases God when children listen and obey their parents. So there are spiritual reasons for us to obey. There are also practical reasons too. And when things are functioning as they should, when things are functioning as they should, parents have a lot to offer their children. Their experience and their position give them a unique ability to speak truth into their kids' lives, to teach them how to live. They have a perspective that their kids don't have yet. So this makes sense that God would want us to obey our parents. He knew what he was doing when he gave us this command. Now, if you're like me and you're a parent, so far you've probably been listening and you've, you've read the fifth commandment and you're like, I really like this one. Um, I, maybe, maybe I didn't like it so much when I was a kid, but, but I really like this one now. I can't wait to tell my kids what I learned in church today. <laughs> I'm going to have them listen to the podcast. You know, this, this is a really important one. And you're right, it is very important for our kids. It, it's something that we need to teach them. But I want to ask you parents to take a step to the side for a minute and to take a look at this passage and this commandment from another angle. That's because it's widely considered that these commandments were originally written to adults. Now, they continue to be instructive for children, and they're things that we should teach our children. Uh, Yvette downstairs has been teaching the kids the the Ten Commandments each week as we've been going through them up here. It's important for kids. But this message 
in its original, uh, in its original intent was given to fully grown adults who were no longer dependent on their parents. So there's a message for grown children in this passage too. It teaches us to honor our parents as they age. Now, keep in mind that these commandments were given to the, the Israelites when they were living between slavery and Egypt and wandering through the wilderness on this 40-year journey to get to the promised land that God was preparing for them. And God, while they were in the wilderness, he was meeting their needs every day. They would wake up and there would be manna on the ground to eat. But God knew that there was a day coming when they would arrive in the promised land and each family would receive a land inheritance and then they would need to work the land themselves. God's provision would not go away, but it would take on a different form than it had had before. The manna would no longer be there in the morning, so they would need to work the land. They would need to support themselves. And God knew that there would be days in the future when resources became scarce and when sacrifices needed to be made and uncomfortable questions would be asked. Questions like, who's expendable? It's hard to even imagine somebody coming to that place in their world But it was a possibility, and it might have been tempting in those times to look at the elderly members of the family, the people that they said aren't producing what they used to produce, and they're not doing all the things that I want them to do, and to say, you know what? We can start to neglect their needs. The fifth commandment combats this possibility by telling adult children to honor their parents. As J.W. Marshall has written, This stipulation designed to protect those who may be regarded as unimportant, unproductive, or burdensome insists that human value and meaningful life are not equated to productivity. Some of you came today just to hear that last phrase. Human value and meaningful life are not equated to productivity. Every single human life has inherent value and worth to God. So this second commandment, it begins the whole second table of commandments. The fifth commandment, beginning the second table of the commandments, it it tells us that when we want to love others, we need to start by loving our family members. We need to start by loving those who maybe are weaker, those who maybe can't provide as much for themselves, not to cast them aside when they stop meeting our needs. We break the fifth commandment when we show no regard for the elder members in our family. You know, in one of Jesus' best-known stories, he, he talked about a young man who completely cast aside his parents. He went to his dad and he said, I want my inheritance now. I want all of those things that that you are going to give me someday. I I don't want to wait for them. He was impatient. But impatience was the least of his transgressions. In asking for his inheritance early, he was basically, basically saying to his dad, you're dead to me. If you want an example of how to disobey the fifth commandments, look no further than the story of the prodigal son. It wasn't just his selfish desires and his, his 
grasp for his father's property that made his behavior so heinous. It wasn't just that he took and squandered his father's wealth. It was his utter disregard for his parents. His cruel, cold, and uncaring dismissal of his father was dishonorable. By leaving, he made it clear that he was not interested in staying around to care for his dad as he aged. And this is what makes the grace of this father in this story so remarkable. And if you know the story, you know that the story is really talking about God as our heavenly father. If you are a child and you've had a a parent that has not been there for you, if you are a parent and you have fallen short, know that you have a heavenly father in heaven who makes up all the gaps and is filled with grace for wandering children. That's an important message for us on Father's Day. And this, this parable of the prodigal son, though, it reminds us that the fifth commandment is not just written for young children. It's written for grown children. And it, it teaches us to care for the overall well-being of our parents. It's easy for children, once they've grown and they don't need their parents in the way that they once did, to toss them aside and say, you don't serve my needs anymore, so I'm moving on without you. Now, I know our culture today is way different than it was in biblical times. We have 401ks and pensions and social security and all sorts of things that that our parents can, can lean on to provide for their needs. They don't need us in a lot of cases to meet the most basic needs that they have like they did in biblical times. In addition, our society is much more itinerant. Many of us live hundreds, even thousands of miles away from our parents. But regardless of this, we would do well to remember this fifth commandment. Each of us who have parents who are still alive can ask some questions like these. How is God calling me to honor my parents in this season of life? Am I concerned about the overall well-being of my parents? Why or why not? Is there any way that I'm behaving like the prodigal son where I'm just casting my parents aside and bringing harm and insecurity to them? You know, there is quite a promise for those people who choose to honor their parents. In Ephesians 6, we read it earlier, we were reminded that this is the only commandment that has a promise attached to it. Here's what it is, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. The message is clear. God will honor those who honor their parents. So let's review what we've talked about so far. The the fifth commandment. It it teaches children to do anything and everything that honors their parents. It teaches children to listen to their parents and to obey. It teaches children to care for their aging mother and father. That's what we've talked about so far. But there is an elephant in the room that just has to be addressed. Here's the elephant. Not all parents behave in a way that is worthy of honor. And children have to wrestle with this. How do I honor a parent who's unkind, uncaring, 
and unrepentant. There are no easy answers. We, would, we just need to take those questions before God in prayer. Now, there are clearly times where a, a child needs to step away from a parent's instruction, like when a parent is being abusive. You know, one of the worst ironies of this commandment is that it was made to protect people who were vulnerable, but sometimes it's used as, as a way to justify abuse. The commandment is written to shield people from being hurt and forgotten, but it's been used by parents to demand submission from their children and to justify physical and emotional torment. This should not be. Another time to step away from, from a parent's instruction is when he or she is giving ungodly counsel. I, I worked with students in high school and middle school for about 16 years, and it blew my mind how many times I would talk to kids whose parents were promoting reckless, dangerous behavior, promiscuity, underage drinking, and even drug abuse. Some parents come right out and tell their kids they should do it. Other parents provide the means for that to happen and then just turn a blind eye. There are actually times in Scripture when God tells children not to listen to their parents. Check this out. Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 18 and 19. God's talking to Israelite children. I said to their children in the wilderness, do not follow the statutes of your parents, nor observe their ordinances, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I, the Lord, am your God. Follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. God told the children not to follow the wicked practices of their parents. So honoring our father and mother doesn't mean that we have to be subject to abuse. It doesn't mean that we need to follow unhealthy advice or unhealthy practices. But even those who have parents who do these sorts of things can look to God humbly seeking his face and asking, how can I, within appropriate boundaries, honor my parents to the best of my ability? Now, I would be remiss today if I did not talk to dads for just a second. It is after, day, after all Father's Day. In Ephesians chapter 6, what we read at the outset, right after God gives the instruction to children then there is this address made to fathers in verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. Dads, we have such an important job. We have the ability to speak truth and life into our children. We have the ability to provide healthy discipline that will help them grow. But we should always do so in gentleness and love. So dads, how are you doing at instilling faith, instilling truth in the lives of your kids and wisdom? Dads, how are you doing at bringing your discipline in such a way that it's done in love and gentleness and respect? This world is in need of fathers who will take their job seriously. As I conclude today, I want to talk to everybody again. Whether you're a parent, a child, or both, and I want to encourage you to take care of your side of the equation. Everybody's family is dysfunctional. 
Um, there, there are some families that just totally embrace this, and they say, we put the fun in dysfunctional. There are other families that, that hide the, the dysfunction or they're in complete denial. But believe me, it, as a pastor, I work with a lot of people and I work with a lot of families. Every family is dysfunctional in some way. There is much about our families that we have no control over. There are patterns of behavior in people that we cannot change. What we can change is our behavior The command teaches us to honor our parents. The question is, how can I make my parents more worthy of honor? The question is, how can I best honor my parents? The question isn't, how can I make my children show me more honor? But how can I do a better job of teaching my children to live in love and respect? How can I set systems of honor in, my, in place in my family so that we can all live into the promise of the fifth commandment? Honor your father and mother. This is not always a command that's easy to follow, but there are rich rewards promised for those who do. Please pray with me. Gracious Lord, Abba Father, I thank you that when I as a dad fall short, you make up the distance with grace. Lord, I I thank you that for all those who, who have dads who fell short for them, that you offer yourself in all your goodness and all your fullness and all of your love. Lord, help us to honor the authority figures that you have placed into our lives. Lord, help us to love our parents. Help us to love our children. Help us to be intentional about parenting, intentional about loving the the members of our family, regardless of what age. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for bringing us together this morning. And we need your spirit to empower us to live these truths out in our lives. We pray this and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de-churched people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org.